This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Victoria Teachers Mutual Bank. The Mutual Bank is proud to support the financial well-being and professional development of the education community. Visit victeach.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals. For the last three years, school leaders and staff at Jordan River Learning Federation Senior School have been focusing on evidence-based teaching and reflection. It's included the development of a professional learning approach called CCRP, that's Connect, Collect, Reflect and Progress. Assistant Principal Murray Cronin joined me on the line from Tasmania to talk about the evidence base for the model and what each of the four stages involves. Uh, Murray Cronin, thanks for joining Teaching Magazine. Now, um, firstly, a bit of context. Can you give listeners just an overview of the school? Yeah, definitely. So the school's name is Jordan River Learning Federation Senior School, and it's a grade 7 to 12 government facility. It has about 350 students, um, approximately 30 teaching and even more non-teaching. So it's a member of the Jordan River Learning Federation, which recognises our relationship with the neighbouring primary schools. Um, There are three. And this model kind of recognises the need for meaningful collaboration between primary and secondary schools. So the senior school is relatively unique in Tasmania. So it occupies a large geographic and administrative footprint. It incorporates uh, Learning Services South, which is the south of Tasmania, uh, the largest school farm, which is located a short drive away. And we also have direct oversight over a trade training centre, which provides uh, really you know, first-class training facilities for vocational education and training for our students and the broader community. So the school is able to facilitate learning across the Australian curriculum and also provide personalised learning uh, pathways for TAS certification and VET programs. The uh, staff are equally as diverse. We have beginning teachers, experienced teachers, teachers who have taught in primary, secondary and tertiary contexts. We have teachers who have taught interstate and abroad. And there's, of course, a range of specialisations that are a common feature of secondary contexts. The uh, common thread, I suppose, is our staff's personal and, and collective desire to improve not just themselves but uh, the students that we have here. So I suppose one of our goals as a school is to ensure that we have processes here to support teaching, learning and you know, the leadership aspirations of our staff. For the last three years, there, the leadership team and the staff have been uh, focusing on evidence-based uh, teaching and reflection. And uh, as part of that, you've developed an approach to professional learning called the CCRP model. Yes, so um, CCRP is an acronym for Connect, Collect, Reflect, Progress. And it really hinges off uh, something that we developed a few years ago, a quality teaching framework. So our quality teaching framework identifies and describes high-impact teaching practices, and the CCRP model supports capacity building around these practices. So... The QTF, the Quality Teaching Framework, we 
went about the development of that collaboratively. We synthesised a range of research. We looked at Hattie, Mazzano, Willem, Danielson, and some frameworks from other states, such as uh, the New South Wales Quality Teaching Framework. And we developed a five-point scale. So teachers were asked, what practices and strategies do you think significantly support student achievement at our school? So by you know, engaging with our staff in the development of the framework, we're really able to stamp our school's values, their prior learnings and experiences into this improvement narrative. So the CCRP model wouldn't be possible if we also didn't describe some of the things in our teaching framework. So there are seven practices. We have articulate learning intentions and why the learning is important, provide clear messages about what successful learning looks like, provide explicit instruction, use appropriate resources and technologies to support learning, check for understanding, provide students with feedback on how they can improve, and use school-wide positive behaviour support practices. So we anchored all these practices against AITSL standards. We used the classroom practice continuum to do this. And uh, you know, in doing so, the standards really support uh, staff to describe what teaching practices look like at various levels of proficiency, which um, then serves as a blueprint to not only inform but initiate some of the professional learning needs that we've identified. So the CCRP model uh, really builds on this and was born out of the school collaboratively looking at different observation models with staff. So it's our evidence-based professional learning process that supports professional development in our school. So CONNECT, uh, that stands for uh, teachers connecting with the school's quality teaching framework and an observer. So uh, this is really the first part of the process and one of the protocols that we have. So in this meeting, the observer will support the teacher to identify one of the evidence-based practices from the framework that they'd like to improve. So you know, in doing this, the teachers really have significant amount of control over their professional learning in the school. They also come to an agreement on things like what sort of data could be collected for the teacher by the observer when would be an appropriate time and what, what sort of uh, duration they would need the observer in the classroom for. And so the second element, as you mentioned, is collect, and that's the observer collecting data during an observation. Um, we'll, we'll move on to that in a sec, but w could the, who would the observer be generally? So at the moment, uh, we have myself as one of the primary observers. Mm -hmm. We also have had some other staff uh, doing observations. But our vision into the future is about supporting the professional learning around this stage, which, um, you know, currently the scope is very broad. Our vision is to have a team of observers within the school. So the second part of the process is collect. Uh, this is when the observer collects objective data during the observation about the extent to which that practice supports student learning. Uh, so when I say objective data, it could be the observer watching what the teacher's doing and recording what was agreed upon. It could be them interacting with students and recording data that was agreed upon. So it can be quite varied what the observer collects, but 
the most important part of this process is that the teacher knows what the observer's in there doing. The third part of the process is reflect. This, is, uh, this results from the observer giving the data to the teacher and they reflect on it as well as the AITSL standards and identify some developmental goals. So we've described these goals as either tweaks or you know, some people know that as a first order change, something that they can do without any professional learning interventions. Um, or shift, so this may be something that takes time and requires some professional learning intervention. So um, all this information is documented in a professional observation journal and the information is also recorded in a spreadsheet, so we've called it a teacher tracking tool. And this is very much what the fourth part of the process is, this idea of progress. So the observer will monitor the teacher's progress against these goals, so they'll follow up with them on a regular basis. And if a certain goal isn't being achieved in the time that the teacher thought, that's when we can then uh, talk about well, what sort of professional learning might support you to achieve this. So we're able to be strategic with how we allocate resources, for example, or what sort of strategies might have an impact on this teacher. So it really supports us to evaluate the overall impact of what we're doing to support teacher development. Uh, one of the most common things we've probably seen the greatest impact from is leveraging teachers' capacity. So because we are gathering this data on teacher learning, we are able to identify strengths within our, within our school and we can leverage this by allowing teachers to then go and observe these teachers and the specific things that they are exemplar at. So that's been a really powerful professional learning intervention within the school. So you mentioned uh, in the beginning there about that you've drawn on uh, a range of research and a few tools. Uh, you mentioned the AITSL standards there as well, linking it back to there. I understand it's also linked into the National School Improvement Tool. It is. So uh, the National School Improvement Tool was very much the document that we used to support the development of our vision. So, you know, for example, in Domain 3, this idea of a culture that promotes learning and the idea of shared commitment to improving teachers and the notion that teachers would invite leaders to observe them in their classroom. That was one of our visions. Domain 5, um, the idea of teachers in the school sharing and showcasing best practice um, to support professional learning of others and um, this idea of self-reflective culture focus on improving classroom teaching that was you know this really informed our vision and and of course domain eight the use of effective pedagogical practices this idea of identifying understanding and implementing evidence-based teaching I suppose the, the National School Improvements Tool really became our success criteria. This is what we would like to achieve. And um, every step of the way we've really used lots of different synthesised research or individual researchers to inform how we've gone about things. The CCRP model was really born out of exploring different observation models and AITSL's Classroom Practice Interactive was particularly helpful with this process. So we were able to expose them to different observation models, 
the purposes behind them. And we're able to gauge um, through feedback the preferred methods that teachers here had. And you know that was they really liked the peer observation model, videoing a practice, um, as opposed to models where things were a bit more evaluative and subjective. Um, it also really helped us with the development of observation protocols. Eitzel's Charter for Professional Learning, uh, that really helped us to understand what kind of professional learning processes are most likely to result in changes in practice. So again, this, this charter became a success criteria for what we wanted in our school, this idea of learning in context, learning being relevant, collaborative and future focused. The uh, vision of having the, the ownership of this process distributed, that was born out of a range of um, different authors that articulate different leadership practices, different leadership styles, and the impact of broad versus targeted scope. So, um, for example, Stephen Dinan's work has been really informative there. And the progress stage um, is very much informed by Gusky's five levels of data. So we we wanted to, at every stage, monitor and evaluate the impact of what we were doing and be able to clearly articulate to anyone how we evaluate our professional learning in our school. So yes, we have student learning data to help us do that, but we also have teacher practice data, student practice data, which I can talk about a bit later. So you mentioned earlier about staff expertise, and it's uh, shone a light on that, if you like, and uh, obviously that's that's a theme that runs through our um, National School Improvement Tool as well. Uh, so that's one of the impacts on, on staff and the benefits of it. Um, what about some of the other impacts on staff and students, of course, student outcomes? Definitely. Um, I mentioned before the use of Gusky's five levels of evaluation to help us evaluate what's been happening at various stages. So we have uh, a lot of level one, level two data that tells us that teachers are positive and that's through their reactions and reflections that we've gathered. Um, the teacher tracking tool, the collection of teacher learning goals helps us to see the impact of various strategies on teacher learning. So we have data that tells us of the knowledge and skills that teachers are acquiring. Um, and this data also tells us what strategies are effective, what professional learning interventions are effective. Uh, we also have level five data, this idea of student outcomes. So we are seeing growth in student outcomes. And recently we had a review where students were asked to talk about the learning that's happening in classrooms and the language they used was mirrored the quality teaching framework. So this idea that students were able to articulate that in lessons there's differentiation. They use success criteria to assess their work or assess the work of others, that they receive feedback, that um, you know teachers are constantly checking their understanding. So um, yeah, we, are, we have a range of, of different things that really help us to understand what impact this is all having. 
That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes. Or you can head to soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. You can also check out the full transcript of this podcast, which includes links to some of the resources mentioned by Marie Cronin. Just head to teachermagazine.com.au. And that's also where you can access the latest articles, videos and infographics for free. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Victoria Teachers Mutual Bank. The Mutual Bank has been the bank for teachers since 1972 and is proud to be invested in you. Visit victeach.com.au to find out more.